welcome to the most wonderful time of the year, Oktoberfest 2020. All right, we're recording again now. <laughs> Welcome to the Project Gen X podcast. Hey, somebody got it right. <laughs> yeah, that we got time. it right that time. I am your ho- one of your hosts, Alan Smith, along with I am Big Dave, and we are. It is here finally. Finally, finally, it is here. We are in Oktoberfest. Yes, as we deemed it last year, and. All this month, we are going to be covering uh, all things macabre and horror-related, or at least you know several of them. And <laughs> <laughs> over the next, uh, over all of it, October, because this is the most wonderful time of the year, no matter what they try to tell you. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, we're getting started with uh, Oktoberfest 2020. It's hard to say 2020, like to believe that it's actually 2020. Yeah. I mean, I know we're 10 months into it now, but it's still one of those like I cannot get used to saying 2020 it just it just does not seem honestly i can't wait to not have to say 2020 anymore. yeah it's been a it's been an interesting year so this whole year's been a horror movie (laughs) so anyways in our first installment of octoberfest 2020 we are going to be covering the 1981 or 82 of course i'm i'm messing it up right off the bat hold on i had i had Um, it here anyways the movie creep show i think it's 82 it's 81 it's 81 82? Uh, 82. 82. Okay, it's 82. And, and it's listed as a horror comedy anthro- anthology Anthrology. film. Anthrology. <laughs> it's an anthology. I, I, I am know, dude. not going to be able to speak today. I have <laughs> I have gorged myself on horror movies and candy corn at this and, point. Yes, that's true. You have. Yeah. And coffee. We got yes, coffee here in coffee, front of us. Yeah. So it's like, uh, so yeah, uh, Creep Show. This is a really interesting story. It is basically, um, let's do a, let, let's do a, a little... Uh, history on it a little bit see the thing is is that it's based off of the old ec comics that were that were published in the 1940s and 50s uh that was like tales from the crypt and the haunt of horror and the the vault of horror and the 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 haunt of fear fear you know that kind of stuff and that was um ultimately those things they were really 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 popular back then the problem that, that that wound up happening with it that happened to the entire comics industry is that a guy by the name of Dr. Wortham uh, for his first name is, wrote this book called The Seduction of Innocence. Yep. And what he was, he was a child psychologist and he was working with juvenile delinquents. And this is pretty much the extent of his research. I'm working with all these juvenile delinquents. I can't. We can't figure out why we're seeing a rise in this kind of stuff. Oh look, they all have these comic books stuck in their back pockets. That must be the problem. Yeah. And actually testified before the Senate subcommittee. Oh. And that's the reason that we wound up with uh, the comics code for so long. And there, there was very specific stuff, you know, um, uh, no lycanthropy, no uh, no mention of drugs. Of any, like, no matter if you're saying they're bad, you can't yeah. mention them. I mean, um, uh, no uh, where uh, no vampire, no vampirism. Yeah. Uh, which is one of the things that like Morbius, the living vampire. Yeah. That's how they got around it with Marvel Comics. Is they said, no, he's a living vampire. He's not the undead. You know, I mean, it's it's one of those stupid things that that stuck around forever. Yeah. I mean, for. Ever, thank goodness it's gone. And the thing with the thing about it is that all of those EC comics, they're really worth a lot of money now. I mean, and we're talking back then, comic books sold like gangbusters, millions of copies. Yeah. Everybody read them. It wasn't just kids; it was adults. Yep. It was everybody. Nickel a piece. Yeah, but 
because this whole thing happened, you know, and it was a big it was a big thing covered by the news, you know, the national news and everything. All of a sudden, moms started throwing away comic books, and yep. you know, and all this, and they started having like these mass like burnings of comics and everything. And so, the all a ton of those EC comics were destroyed. There are still some around, and they're worth a ton of money. Uh, I have some, I have money. some reprints that they did in like the, the late '80s, early '90s, oh, you really? know, that type stuff. Oh, that are, cool. And they're cool. They kind of have a formula, you know, uh, of how they work, you know, different stuff. But, uh, um, but yeah, it's a, so this is you know. Uh, Stephen King and George Romero both grew up reading yeah. these things, and so they put this together. Yep. Uh, at this movie called Creep Show, which basically takes the format of an EC comic, uh, of you know, uh, of an anthology comic where it would tell several stories, yeah. and it was you know there was somebody that they would get their comeuppance in the end for something, some wrong that they had committed, you know, and that's how all of these. Ex- except for one, that's how all of these kind yeah, of happen. Exactly. Um. How did did you happen to? Um, uh, there are one. There, there are five stories in here. It's Father's Day, the lonesome, Father's Day. the lonesome death of Jordy Verrill, yes, the crate, something to tide you over, yep. and they're creeping up on you. Those exactly. are the five stories that are in this. I know that. And then there's epilogue, which yeah, and is, there's which is um, well, it's the the beginning and the end, right? You, you you basically it's a kid reading like his dad is being a real jerk to him, and he's reading a creep show comic book, yep. quote unquote creep show comic book, and. Um, the, the dad's all like, oh, you know, I don't want you reading this junk. And he takes the comic and he goes and throws it away. And then the, the creeper the, shows the, the creep, outside. Not the creeper. Okay, the creep. Right, the creep. The creep shows up. Yeah. Because the creeper is something else. Yeah, you're right. And, no, you're I mean, right. like, no, seriously, yeah. that's a different, different, different property type thing. Yeah. The creep shows up outside his window and then we, we get these stories. Yes, and exactly. the thing that I love about this is because they were really true to a lot of comic book like there's a lot of like a lot of this feels like comic panels the way that they've done stuff well, you know like the and part of that is because Romero actually brought in his longtime effects specialist Tom Savini and Savini is in this yeah to they, come in and replicate those comic right, book right, feels. right Tom Savini worked he worked on uh, Friday the 13th yep. he worked he's worked on a lot of stuff he's also an actor he's in um, this movie he's one of the garbage men at the end of yeah. it the guy with the, the mustache you know um, he's been I think he was in uh, from Dust Till Dawn he's been in a bunch of stuff yes, you know um, but uh, this is kind of cool like I said this is 1981 2 or 82 sorry it's 1982 and it's really cool some of the people who are in this movie oh the cast because it's like Leslie Nielsen before like and, and you know this is like way before the Naked Gun you know and yeah, all that stuff this was back during his it, I like to play the heavy yeah and he did he played a yeah. he played a heavy in a lot of movies through the, the 70s the 60s 70s and early 80s um, you have Ted Danson in an early role. Yeah. You have Ed uh, Harris. Ed Harris is in this. You have Adrian Barbeau. Yep. Uh, E.G. Marshall is in this. Uh, Hal Holbrook. Yeah. These are all named people that you would like. Yeah. That that you would know from other you know from Richard other Gere is actually in this uncredited. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, he, that's cool. He's, I didn't... In, he's in there as man on TV. Oh okay. Well, I didn't catch I didn't catch him in that one. That was <laughs> that's kind of cool though. You know, yeah. it's a. I, uh, I just saw that one. But yeah, that's a. Um, it's 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 really it's really. Ned Beatty is in this uncredited. Really, as the voice of Bob Bean. Okay, I kind of wonder because especially in the last episode, uh, in the last installment, the uh, the what they're coming to get you is that what it's called? They're creeping up on you. Yeah. There's a lot of voices like yeah. on, on over a telephone, and I kind of wonder. I was like, I bet some of these are people like these are named people that are like you know. 
I'm looking to see if there's anybody else that I didn't see anyone because I, I went. I was looking Anne through. And Muffley was one of the voices. Uh, she was Lenora Castemeyer. The yeah, it is the, so it's the an, wife of the guy that I know, but, so, I mean, yeah. but I don't know who she is though. I mean, that's a. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a. Uh, it, like I said, it's it's a horror anthology. Uh, we'll go through all of the first one. The first one that we see is Father's Day, yes. and it's all predicated on the you know, it's a family getting together on Father's Day. Uh, their aunt's coming in, and she had killed the, the patriarch of the family seven years prior. Her father. Her father, and because he was he was just a royal ass. I mean, that is the whole thing, oh, you know. He, he was, and uh, supposedly he killed her. Her intended, yeah. yeah, and uh, so she winds up killing him. And every year they get together on and Father's, on Day. Father's Day. Well, she comes, she comes in, and she goes to the to the the gravesite, the gravesite, and uh, she killed him while he was asking for a cake. Yes. So where's my I know. cake, uh, and, Bedelia? Uh, I know. So, anyways, he rises from the grave and kills her, and then they start killing. He starts killing everyone else along the end until the very it's, end of it's, it. It's her, and then um, Ed, Ed Harris, Harris has next. a gravestone dropped on. Yeah, him. you know the thing with that, the acting in this. I know they were setting it up like an old 1950s, you know, like, oh, it's and everything. It's it, this out. movie is campy as everything. I love the way they do. Like anytime something like like horrific happens, yeah, everything goes red with like a blue hue to yep. it, and you know, it's like these real primary colors. It, and it, then, it, it, there's got. Um, like this real sick yellow around yeah, the outlines. I know. The and it'll have and, and it'll have like you know it, it'll look like these like comic book almost graphics, graphics in, the in the background yeah. you know and uh, and just different stuff like that the yeah and so at the very end of it he 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 emerges with not Bedelia but the other the, the uh, granddaughter the granddaughter essentially like, it's her he tore her head off her head off and he's got birthday candles on he's like I got my cake he, he's got you know? it on a platter <laughs> yeah. and there's icing on the yeah. head with candles yeah and uh, I finally got my cake yeah and. Uh, the next one after that is uh, that's the lonesome death of Jordy Verrill, which is Stephen King. It's Stephen King, and Stephen King is not an actor. I'm sorry. This uh, was his. Se- this is actually his. Second what was his first role. one? It was actually in another Romero film, Nightfall. Okay, I don't. I don't know that one off the top of my head. I know that he had. He has a tendency to show up in his own films. Yes. You know. Um, I mean, it's happened quite a bit. Uh, but this one, he he carries this entire segment like he's the only actor really, yeah. and he, he's trying and he, he's doing a pretty good like over the top campy, you know. But it's still one of those things where it's like, dude, you're, he's Podunk. just yeah, he's just not an actor. What's kind of funny about this one because it's it's a meteor. He he's a he's a he's a poor farmer. A meteor lands. No, he's not a farmer. He is a podunk. Uh, he is, he may well, he lives no, on he, a farm. He lives, yeah, but, but, but he's, he's a but he's, yeah. he's he's the dumbest. He the is dumb. not very smart because in his head, like when this meteor hits, he's like, "Oh, I wonder if I can get some money for it up at the at the, at the uh, college at the college." And he's having this like it's this like fantasy sequence, and like it's actually like the Department of Meteors or something yeah. like you know it's <laughs> it's really funny the way that he he processes and does all this stuff. Ultimately, what it comes down to, the meteor cracks open. And and grass weeds start growing every, everywhere. everywhere. They start growing on him. Yep. And at the at the very end of it, he finally just he kills himself. Well, he but turns into a big he giant turns walking to, yeah. weed. And so he 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 puts a shotgun to his head, and and that's the end of it. Blows now what you see is that you hear like it's the next morning, and they're showing like all these 
they're showing like all this, these weeds that are growing everywhere, and there's yeah. like, oh, and you hear a radio, and they're like, oh yeah, you know, it's going to TV. Or the TV? Yeah, it's like, hey, it's going to it's going to rain. Uh, your farmers will be happy to know it's going to rain for the next few days, you know, and blah blah blah. And you see it and like water makes it worse. Yes, and one of the last shots is it showing like going down the road, and it shows a sign, and it has like all the different places. It's one like of them, Boston, and yeah, somewhere else, but the, the very, very top, top five miles away, is, is Castle Rock. Castle Rock. Yeah, because everything everything's in Castle Rock with uh, Stephen King. Yes, it is. Um, the next one, something to tide you over. Yes. Now this is Ted Danson. Yep, and Leslie Nielsen. Yep, and I don't know who the woman because you only see her for just a little. I don't forget who what the wife's name is. Basically, what it is is that Ted Danson is having an affair with Leslie Nielsen's wife. Yeah, and Nielsen comes and basically says, "If you want to see her again, you have to come with me." Uh, the actress's name is Galen Ross. Okay, yeah, you only see her just a little bit. Yeah, basically, what he does is he takes him out to down to the shore, the shoreline, and makes him basically makes him bury himself up to his neck where he's like he's buried up to his neck in the sand yeah the only thing sticking out of the sand is his, is his, is his, his head, head you know and it's one of those things he brings and he pulls it he pulls a, puts a television and in a video front of, and a video camera and he's and you can see her and basically what it is is he's buried her down the the, the, beach, the some, beach somewhere but they're both buried below the tide line right so it's one of those things the tide and the tide's starting to come in yeah so it's a you know so and he's back at when he finally he goes away and he uh, he goes back to his house and he's watching it on closed circuit television. Yep. And um, Ted Danson looks at the camera and is like, "I'm going to kill you. I, I swear, I'm going to come back and kill you." No, it's I'm going to get you. Yeah, that's yes, yeah, what it is. Richard, so, I'm going to yeah. get you. So later, he starts hearing stuff, you know, or he look, or he goes back down to the beach. I take that back, and he yeah. can't find either body, any of them. You know, he's like, "Well, they must have gotten pulled out, you know, by the surf." Tide you know, yeah. pulled them out. So he goes. Uh, he goes back, and he's ultimately starting to, he's starting to get ready for bed. Yeah, ultimately, they both appear, and both undead, uh, undead. You know, and uh, I, and I gotta say, I really as campy as some of this the effects are in this. You know, especially like some of the like the monsters and stuff. They yeah. are wonderful. I love all of them. Oh yes, they absolutely. are so awesome looking. But anyways, they come back and they get him and they do the same thing. They, yeah. they bury him, and he's and he's like lost his mind. He's like laughing hysterically. He's like, "I can hold my breath for a long time." You know, what I mean, just and like, it freeze frames. <laughs> it turns into a comic book. Yeah, I and know. Then it and goes into the next. The one. next one is the, uh, crate. the crate. Okay, Hal Holbrook is in this one. Yep, uh, he's married to Adrian Barbeau. Yep, and she's an alcoholic and just a loud mouth. And everybody, he is a he's a professor at a college. Yes, he is. And and she is, is very embarrassing. And very condescending, insufferable. And, yeah, and just and everybody around him is just like, uh, and you he's know? having daydreams of murdering, right? Her. Because he just can't stand it. Well, yeah. anyways, his his friend, one of the other professors, Fritz Weaver, yeah. who's playing Dexter Stanley, Dexter Stanley gets a call from a janitor at the school saying that he has found a crate underneath from uh, 1840, 1834, 1834, uh, and uh, that it says uh, Antarctica. Uh, it says Arctic. Yeah, Arctic. It says okay, it says right. Arctic. Now. There, there's we'll, we'll get into this. It says it's an Arctic expedition from 1834, and uh, so they found it under a stairwell. And so he get, he gets there. They go and they open it up, and you know, and all that kind of stuff. Come to find out, it's a it's some kind of primate monster. Something. It looks like it kind of looks like a, a, an ape. It of looks some like sort. a yeti with like, but it's really small. It's well, got it's, huge. It's huge from the waist up, right? But the then, legs are only like right. six inches long. At some point, they call it a Tasmanian devil. 
They say this. it's like a Tasmanian yeah, devil something or like something. That, or something, yeah. you know. And, and basically what it is is it, it kills the janitor. It kills another, like, a student that's grad there. Student. A grad student that's yeah. working. And then... Um, His friend Dex. Dex goes, goes and gets Hal Holbrook. Yeah. And so he sedates his friend. No, and he, he didn't just sedate him. He completely he drugs him. Butt, butt, yeah, but, but, it's, but it's, he sedates him. He goes to the school and he starts cleaning up, but he leaves a, a note for his wife, Wilma, who yeah. she she always tells everybody, just call me Billy. You know, that's the whole the whole thing in yes. this, you know. Basically saying, hey, you know, there's been a problem at the school. I need you to come help. Yes. Because he's going to have the, the if this monster is true, he's going to have it kill her. That's basically what it is. The, the beast uh-huh. technically is called Fluffy Mm-hmm. The crate beast. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, so um, yeah, she gets there and, you know, kind of, he, he's trying to get, and he still hasn't seen the beast yeah. at all. So he's trying to get her, basically, to get it to wake up to kill his wife, you know, and yeah. eventually it finally does. Then he recreates it, basically, and takes it to a, um, a quarry yeah. and drops it in the quarry. And then he goes back to the house, this is the next morning, yep. and he's telling his friends, you know, what happened, you know, hey, it's all cleaned up, don't worry about it, you know, and basically says, from now on, you're going to play chess with me twice a week, and we're never going to speak of this again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and his friend's like, but what if it gets out? And he's like, it's not going to happen. It's grounded in its box, right. 70 foot down. And, and then we go back, and it shows it underwater, and it breaks the box. Yes, it does. Okay. Here's an interesting thing about this. And you, you said, you know, this started kind of the monster in the crate. Yes. You know, whatever, which is kind of true. This makes another appearance in a movie years later. Oh. Not a creep show movie, though. Okay. It actually appears, the crate appears in Jason Goes to Hell. Does it really? Yeah. See, the thing with Jason Goes to Hell, you know, everybody remembers it, like, at the very end of it, you know, the Freddy hand, you know, the glove yeah. comes up and grabs the mask. Well, all through, all through the movie, there are, like, little nods to, like, like the uh, the Necronomicon. At yeah. one point, they show, you know, there's, like, oh, there's Necronomicon. They show the, the knife from... Um, 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 Evil Dead is also in that. Really? Yeah. And there's a whole bunch of stuff like that. But at one point, something happens and they show like underneath this house. Wait, you said you said Jason goes to hell. Right. Did, did you say Freddy is in this one? At the very end, you've seen Jason goes to hell, right? At the very end of it, Jason gets pulled to hell, okay? Yeah. At the very end. And the his mask is laying there on the ground. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Freddy's glove, like a hand, gloved hand, Pops up out of the ground and grabs the mask and pulls it down, and that's the end of the movie. I'm gonna have to go back and yeah. watch it. Well, again. All, that, is that is that the one that yes. sets up Jason versus Freddy? Um, yeah, a lot, kinda. I actually, Jason X happened between the two, you know. But it was like, don't don't mention that movie. Yeah, Just but but it's one of those things that like you know they they put but they put all these little nods to yeah. other horror franchises. But the crate, the crate from this show pops up in a scene like is like just kind of like. I forget what it is, why they're under this house or, or like in a basement or something. Yeah. And the crate, and it says Arctic Expedition, you know, oh, 1834. Wow. That's you know, a nice Easter yeah. egg. There, there's, a, there's a few things like that. So that's kind of nice that that pops up. I'm going to, yeah. But honestly, this is the movie, you know, anytime you've gone to a haunted house or some kind of major haunted attraction and mm-hmm. there's a crate there and it's got two chains wrapped around it and the lid keeps popping up and mm-hmm. something inside screaming at you this is what it's this is what started right 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 uh, and so the very last one that we have is they're creeping up on you this oh, is the one that, I, star, that stars EG Marshall I hate this one and yeah this one was 
Yeah, this one wasn't all that great. And it's all about basically this guy. He's kind of a a Howard Hughes type where he's he's living in a a completely like sealed, like supposed to be germ free and bug free, but he keeps finding these roaches and he's like, you know it's basically him, it's E. G. Marshall, and then he you only see one other person, and yeah. you, and it's the, it's one it's like the maintenance guy that comes in White. a little later. That, yeah, that's David Early, right? And so it's one of those things where he keeps finding cockroaches, and and he's furious because he's yeah. but this whole place is supposed to be you know germ free and bug. It's basically and, supposed to be a clean room, right, literally a know? clean room. And like there's a use for computers. There's a storm that's brewing outside. And he keeps getting phone calls from people in his company. They're taking over another company and come to find out the company that they're they're about to buy out. The the guy that was ahead of it just killed himself. Yeah. And this his guy has no keeps, remorse whatsoever. Wife you know? keeps calling him up and yeah. telling him she hopes he dies. Yeah. yeah. And and eventually the the bugs get him. And there's a kind of a cool. I, I really, I know it, it's not great special effects, but it's actually kind of cool looking. Also, at the yeah. very end of it, where he's laying there, and it's kind of it's kind of setting up that like, oh, all this was in his head, and he died of a heart attack. But then all of a sudden, his body starts breaking open, and all these bugs, these, yeah, all of these of cockroaches him. are coming out, and they. And it's it's really kind of a an interesting. And then we get the final wraparound. Yes, where it's the next day, and the. Uh, the, like I said, you, you get these two, you get these two garbage men who yep. are picking up the trash, and they find the comic that was thrown away by the father the night before. And one of the guys is like, "Yeah, my kids love this stuff. We're gonna, I'm gonna take it home." And they're, and they're looking at the ads, you know, like, "Oh, look, there's X-ray specs. There's this and that." And they're like, "Oh, look, a real voodoo doll, and the coupon's missing." Oh, well, you can't get that one. Somebody's yeah, already somebody's called that. off. That, so yeah. it goes inside, and the dad is sitting, and he's drinking his coffee and everything, yeah. and, and he's complaining about how his neck hurts. And like, oh, I must have, I must have slept wrong or whatever. And then he like keeps having these like these stabbing pains. Well, he shows upside, and Billy is sitting there with this with this voodoo doll, and he's stabbing pins in the neck, you yep. know, until basically the dad dies at the end of it. Yeah, and that's the end of the movie. And it's really, like I said, now, it's here, really camping. That, yeah. that kid that's right. sitting there. Stabbing at needle, right? That's actually Stephen King's right. son, Joe King. Yeah, it's right. Joe King. Yeah, that's uh, uh, one of the other things we talked about, especially in the beginning when he's in his room, is all the toys that are in there yeah. because, like, there's a, there's one of those old Rodan uh, toys, you know, yeah. like that figured that's like hanging from the ceiling on the uh, on the um, the wall. Like, there's a shelf, and there's the the um, um, Shogun Warriors Godzilla over yes. there and there's a whole bunch of that type of stuff like there it's like early like stuff from like the early 80s yeah different like robots and monsters and all that kind stuff of stuff that we all wish yeah, we I had know. when and we I'm were like, growing I up I still still want that Godzilla I, I've yet to get one of those I wanted one since I was a kid and I've never I've oh. never gotten one um, and you know after my, my, my most recent purchase of, of one of the Inhumanoids that I paid a whole lot of money for <laughs> I may have to like alright I guess my next big purchase is going to be a Godzilla because I always wanted it, you know, yeah. <laughs> so um, some other other cool thing I have sitting here. I actually have the oh. comic adaptation. Don't take a picture of it yet. I'm gonna do it later. But I have the comic book, the comic adaptation of Creep Show from 1982. Uh, I remember I bought this a few years ago. I remember seeing this when it was released back then. Yeah. I remember standing like my parents were shopping at the local Kroger and they had a magazine rack and all that kind of stuff. And I remember seeing this book and picking it up and like flipping through and reading you know reading the the comic yeah. book adaptation of this and um i hadn't seen one in a long time and a few i don't know i guess it's probably about a year or two ago 
I was at our local comic book shop here, and they had one. And I was like, oh, you guys just kind of was like, oh wow, cool, because it's 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 kind of it's a magazine. It's not it's yeah. bigger than a comic book, you know. And I was like, oh dude, I remember this. And it's you know George Romero, and it's like this is the the art is by Bernie Wrightson, um, which if you know comic books, Bernie Wrightson's a great artist, you know. Yeah. And so it's one of those things. It's like, oh, I I, I really ought to ought to get that. So I went back, and it was already sold. So I wound up having to buy it off of eBay, and, yeah. and honestly, I wound up paying less money off of eBay than I would have over oh, there. Well, nice. Um, I, I guess after shipping, it was about the same price, yeah. but it, you know. But it's really cool. Uh, the only thing about it I noticed is that the stories are out of order. They're all right, except for they have um, um, the crate, and um, let's see, it's the crate and something to tide you over are are switched. In oh. here, as opposed to with the way they are in the book, in the, uh, movie. the movie, and it also doesn't have the stuff with the kid in the beginning or the end. It's just the the five stories oh, okay. is all it is. But it's still a cool little like yeah. You know, it's one of those things that that I love this, and it's also really cool because it's got like the the the, the and of course, if you go to our, our Instagram, you'll be able to see this. It it will be up. Yeah. Uh, this as well as I also have a vinyl pop that came out this year of That's the creep. Of the now this is the the television, the one from uh, from Shutter. Yeah. But the cool thing is he's actually it holding the comic the comic book. book in his hand. So it's still cool that that that, that exists. Yeah. You know. Um, but what's really cool on, on the front cover of this is that the kid's sitting here reading the Creep Show comic book with the creep looking through the window. Yeah. And there's like posters on the back, uh, on the um, on the wall, on the wall and it's Carrie, The Shining, and Dawn of the Dead, which yeah, Stephen King and George Romero, you know, exactly. So, so, <laughs> um, really cool. Um, this again, Tales from the Crypt came. Well, hold on. We talk. We talked about it because you said something before. You, you thought that this. Oh, this is what started Tales from the Crypt. I was wrong. Right. I no, did, no. Once I started there doing actually, a little yeah, bit of research, but there yeah. actually was. You know, the, the Tales from the Crypt that we know is from, from the, HBO. From HBO from the late '80s and into the yeah. early '90s. Well, there actually was a Tales from the Crypt movie that came out in the mid '70s. See, I didn't know that's that. It's not very good to be honest, but it but it did, and it did have like the crypt, not the crypt keeper we know, but it, it had the crypt keeper yeah. and the old witch, and I think I think it. Had also had the, the 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 fiend or whatever the other one. There's three different ones that, that did all of those in, yeah. in the EC comics. Um, and then Creep Show, or then you know there was a Creep Show two, which was it was have Romero. You seen that one? No, I haven't. Okay, it. I'll be honest. There's only one of the the stories in there that's actually pretty good. But none of them are really that memorable, to be honest. Well, it was the film only had three horror it, tales. It, three? Okay. it was three, and it well, was due I, to I budget. It was then I don't to, remember what the third one was. It was due honest. to budget constraints. Um, I know there was the one about the the cigar Indian, like the you know the little statue that you yeah. the, the the dime store Indian or whatever. There's one about um, uh, it's called the raft. This guy, there's basically a big blob in the water, you know, yeah. and like they're stuck out on this raft and they can't, you know, trying to get back to the shore. And I can't remember what the third one was, I, I to be know. honest. It's not very good, to be there honest. Was, there was actually a third one. I know, it came out a Stephen, few years ago. Stephen King, no, 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 no. This, this was a third one. It came, well, it came out in 2007. Yeah. So I right. guess it was a few years ago. But it was, 
Romero and King had nothing right, to do with it. Right, and it's not good at all. Like no. I, the, the the reviews that I've read of it and, and on another podcast I listened to where they, they went through the whole series, yeah. they they were just like, this is just garbage. Oh, so, totally I mean, garbage. It's, now, there is also the television show now yes. that's on Shudder, and I have not seen it. I've heard good things about it. It's being produced by Greg uh, Nicotero. Yeah. Like I said, I've heard good things about it, but I just I don't have Shudder. So I, I don't you either, know. yeah. And now they are, they the season is available on DVD, and maybe I'll get around to watching it one of these days, you know, yeah. and we can maybe we can at some point come back and, and get to it for a little bit, you know, talk about it. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, that's uh, I've always loved this movie. Well, this, um, this movie is it's this movie is tied to another horror movie. Okay. And it's Friday the Thirteenth Part Three for me. Okay. And here's why: because the Creep Show, I had a well, we were living in Illinois. Right. I went over to stay at a friend's house. And they had Betamax. Okay. Instead, it had Betamax. instead of VHS, they had Betamax. Right. Sony and trying, <laughs> trying his, so hard to get his up the dad core market. Took both of us to the video store, uh-huh. and we went over into the Betamax room because evidently that's where the rich people got their videos Apparently. from. And he conned his dad into renting both Creepshow and Friday the Thirteenth Part Three. Nice. And I really loved. This was my first quote horror, horror movie, movie right, ever. Right. And my second one was Friday the 13th, Part 3. Nice. And I loved this one. And I had nightmares for weeks after (laughs) from Friday the 13th. Because we're talking like 6th or 7th grade. Oh, yeah. Not even... I don't don't know how old you were when you did that. But, yeah, that's... yeah. But, yeah, you know, it's one of those... um, I, I did not get to see this when I was a kid. My parents wouldn't <laughs> let me watch it, you know. Um, I, I did wind I wasn't up supposed to. Yeah, I wound up seeing a little bit of it, like when it was on television, you know, edited, you know, and that kind of stuff. But yeah. I never. I did It wasn't until I was an adult that I saw the entire thing. Yeah. Um, un, you know, and the whole thing is that you know it's got some horror elements to it. It's got some language, but that's it. I mean, it's yeah. not. It's not that big a deal. I do remember when it was released people that I knew who were a little bit older than me yeah. talking about going to seeing it and you know it's one of those things I watched the trailer last night whenever I was watching uh, you know I'm on the, on the, the blu-ray yeah. and the, the trailer like is a lot of fun like the trailer really like sets it up as, and that's also the, the, the on the on the movie poster it says the most fun you'll have being scared you yeah. know which and it's it's true this movie is a lot of fun and you know, and it does have some gruesome stuff and a few a few jump scares in it as well. This thing was released to right over a thousand theaters mm-hmm. and grossed five million the first weekend. Nice. What was the? Did you have the? It actually replaced First Blood in the top spot. Oh, wow. that weekend. Okay. So it kicked um, Sylvester Stallone mm-hmm. out of the, mm-hmm. the number one spot that weekend. Yeah. Um, Rob it, Roger Ebert. Actually gave the film three out of four stars. Nice, nice. And we're talking about Ebert. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> well, Ebert, yeah. Those those guys, both of those guys, they had they had weird affinity for certain things. You yeah. know, I mean, it, it just you know, Gene Siskel was a huge fan of Staying Alive. Yeah. And I, or, or excuse me, Saturday Night Fever. Yeah. I actually owned the um, the Leisure Suit. That Travolta wore in that he wanted like he yeah he bought it wow like, he was that big of a fan of it I'm like 
All right. right. Yeah. Okay. But um, Ebert, Ebert actually said this about the movie. Uh, Romero and King have approached this movie with humor and affection, mm-hmm. as well as an appreciation of the macabre. Yep. We, which it just blows my mind that Ebert gave this thing three out of four stars. Again, you yeah. know, he there there are certain movies that he that he absolutely loved, you know, that, or at least liked that you wouldn't think that he would. Yeah. Because honestly. Him especially, uh, Roger Ebert was really hard on horror movies. Like he he yeah. rarely gave a horror movie a, a really good review. Um, so yeah, um, Creep Show, check it out. It's available on Blu-ray and DVD. Uh, I couldn't find it streaming on anything. No, it's and not. And so I mean, it might be on Shutter. I don't know. Um, I actually haven't been able to find it on Blu-ray. Uh, I've, I've got I a had, DVD okay. copy. I had it. I wound up buying the, my Blu-ray on ebay it's not that they're not available like it's not at a print or anything it's just that you can't go and pick it up on the shelf type thing and i didn't pay like a ton for it i mean the one i bought was brand new uh and i paid like 15 20 bucks for it or something i think after shipping it was like 20 bucks or something like i think that was one of the first ones i bought on dvd right yeah i had it on dvd back in the day you know um, and I do like that old DVD case. You know, it had the side, you know, the the, the, the side that, like, popped on. That's you know? what I've got. And it's that cardboard, yep. you know. Um, matter of fact, I think that's the only way you can get it on DVD is in that is in that format. Yeah. Um, and it really, with that cardboard, it really, like, makes that, that poster, like, front pop yes. pretty nicely. Um, but, yeah, if you can find, you know, if, you, if you've got it or if you can find it, check out Creep Show. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. That's what I want to say. It is a lot yeah. of fun. Uh, we were commenting that, you know, one of the, was the, the crate, is it drags. It's kind of... It, the, the, they could have probably The pacing is a little... They could have mm, cut the grad student completely yeah, out of it. Right. And it still would have been fine. Right. It, it, it does drag a little bit, but it's one of those things when it's good, it's really good. Yes. Um, and when it's, when it's not so good, it's still not bad. I mean, it's... It's not like it's, it's kind of like day old pizza when it's cold. It's still pizza. It's I know. still pizza and it's still pretty exactly, good. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, check out Creep Show. Um, yeah, it is again. Check it out. Go check out our Instagram because they're going to have some pictures of of the comic book as well as my uh, my Creep Pop that I have here. Creep. Um, and probably this already up by the time this actually yeah. lands because you know we have we are going to be all year all or all year all <laughs> all season long. We're going to be. Uh, um, putting up, you know, previews on Instagram before the the, ap- the episodes actually drop. Yeah. So you know what the next one's going to be. Um, so yeah, check out Creep Show and go check us out on Instagram, on Parlor, on um, Facebook, Facebook, on Twitter at uh, Project Gen X Pod, yep. and you can email us at projectgenxpod at gmail.com, yep. and go and check out caffeineandsleepingpills.com, because by the time this goes up, there are going to be some other reviews of stuff. I, I'm starting, I'm picking up my uh, uh, review rewinds, and it's basically what I'm doing is I'm going through my DVD collection gotcha. know, of stuff, and it's not necessarily everything that's in the collection, but it's a lot of stuff. I'm trying to do all like the weird stuff up front, of like, gotcha. oh, this is a this is one you might not have seen or you haven't seen in a long time, yeah. and it's kind of going back and reviewing it now, you know. So just, you're a bad influence because I know I, we went to Target and I ended up dropping like a hundred. I know, I know you did. Like that on, on <laughs> and I didn't even try real hard. <laughs> yeah, I ended up with another posable skeleton. We, went, we basically went there to pick up a movie that we're going to cover later this this yep. month because I told him I was like, hey, they've got a Blu-ray for like cheap. Yeah. And and he's like, okay, we'll do that. And then 
half an hour and a hundred dollars later, Dave's like, "We got to go." <laughs> and then he takes me to Spirit today, and somehow and I got out of there. Did not spend yeah, any money this time. this time. Not this time. So maybe next time. But, but I've got <laughs> I've got another puzzle skeleton for well, my my Halloween decorations. Right, right, right. Some other stuff. Yeah. So, anyways, guys, thank you so much. We will be back later this week um, or in the next couple of days uh, for our next episode of um, Oktoberfest. 2020 that was dave not me uh <laughs> but yeah we are going to just we're going to have so much fun this year we, we enjoyed this so much last year and we're really really excited to have this back yes so again thanks guys for tuning in and we'll see you in a couple days see you